the brain sluice, slick with ectoplasmic juice. Ecstatic energy, a fire that fuels our memory. What genealogy with spiritual topography? Questions for your data necromancers. We're rolling. I thought we already were. Nope. Ah. Nor we weren't. Okay, well, I guess they don't get to know what a Manchurian candidate <laughs> is, because I refuse to repeat it. Good morning, everybody. Do you know what a Manchurian candidate is? <laughs> because that's what we are desperately trying to figure out. Seeking to discover. <laughs> um, today is Pi Day. <laughs> today is Pi Day. That is just because it's March 14th. It's March March is that pesky cold month between February and March. Um, do not touch Willie. Good advice. <laughs> that was from a Treehouse of Horror episode where it's really cold at a PTA meeting or something. And they're like voting on whether they should replace the thermostat or like the um, defective boiler. And they're all like, nay. And then you see Willie like burst into flames. <laughs> it's the one where he haunts the kids' dreams, like killing them in their dreams. That one scared me as a kid. Yeah, well, that was based on Freddy Krugenheimer, right? Freddy Krugenheimer. Oh, welcome, Freddy Krugenheimer. What is the name of his franchise? Freddy Friday. Cougar? Next Friday. <laughs> Freddy Cougar's next Friday. <laughs> Friday after next. <laughs> Wait, what is the name of the movie season? It's not Freddy Cougar. It isn't. It's called, oh, Nightmare on Dick Street. Nightmare on Dick Street. See, I do really enjoy having the laptop up here because I feel like we will be able to dispel more. Am I using that word right? Dispel My, yes. more information. My br- no, that's not right. Okay. Dispel is to like remove. Okay, so what's the opposite of that? Expel? Expel. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... But I like my brain's computer, and like it given yours is way more functional than mine. But it it like holds like secret little trivia's, and sometimes it, it takes a minute. That's to why like, the screen doesn't face you. And I also just tell me if you need me to look up something. I won't look everything up. I love it. Um, pi day. So now I will recite all the digits of pi. Just kidding. Did you know it's infinite? I it's, did know it's infinite. It's a it's an irrational number. Irrational. Irrational numbers Meaning, never. Does that end. mean you got to finger it? <laughs> Is it a hysterical number and it's eighteen twelve? To get the to numbers get uterus <laughs> to go back down where it should be, you got to squirt it with a water hose oh. on its clitoris. It's <laughs> the only way to fly. I remember once uh, saying the c word at work at Yanny Clitoris Clitoris and every the whole fucking everybody died and the whole room went silent and I'm like why so we can talk about dicks butts taints balls buttholes um there was always jokes about dick size but like oh the second the clitoris is clitoris sounds like a type of horse sounds like <laughs> yeah it sounds like Dolores <laughs> Um, you say your nosy neighbor's name is Clitoris. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but Clitoris has always uh, stymied men and I guess made them feel uncomfortable. But it should be part of sex education. It should also just be equally as funny. Yeah. Well, it's like 
the clitoris becomes a dick, right? If you're yes, exposed to if you've got the boy stuff. Yeah. No, you. Everybody's born with the same thing. Right. Just like a chicken. Just like <laughs> just like a chicken. Ooh, I, that brings me to my next update. Ooh. Clits, dicks, chickens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cloacas. Cloacas. Um, You're going to make my pants dirty. All right, come on. Dudes nuts stay on the outside. Ladies nuts go inwards. Clit gets big, becomes a wiener. Clit stays small. Because it just How does stays it get a same. hole in it for the urethra? Doesn't a dick have a hole in it for the urethra <laughs> and, the, and the ejaculate? Yeah, I wonder what the tube is. How does the tube know? <laughs> okay, we're How asking does, wait, all the so biologists like, out the there. Tube? How does it know what to do? How does the tube know to grow <laughs> through the clit <laughs> when you're making a baby dick? <laughs> right. First things first, baby dicks. Get that out of the way. So I found that artist, I sent you the guy, it's a prolapsed rectum driving a Cadillac with like the turd arm. Like, Oh, that's I found the word that for, the, for what that rectum was doing. Yeah, it was coming out of the dude who was clearly like yeah. dead or whatever. The butthole had taken over. He, he sent me an offer today that, that it was going to take like a month and I was like, man, this other dude that I got for the Whitney Does shirt was like 10 days, you know, so I felt, I don't know, but... I wanted you, I have a bunch of artists saved, uh, and then we can go through and select maybe a better one that isn't like an unhinged. Oh, this person happens to be unhinged? Wait, what about the exchange was unsettling to you? That it was going to take a month. Oh, Most I people see. on there are like two weeks or whatever. I, I was like, I need this shirt yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'll, and I'll pay whatever to have it expedited. Yeah. I wonder if that's because that person has a lot of projects going or if they like are safeguarding their like inner peace and giving themselves too much time to work on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's, oh, I think it's all everything. Yeah. I think he's really busy and, and it's totally normal to hit up a bunch of artists at once. Yeah, like they absolutely. let you forward it to a bunch of people at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I want Megan to help me look. Cause there are like, there's a lot of anime. There's a shit ton of anime artists. And I, maybe some other shirt, we could think of something funny. Uh -huh. There's a shit ton of like hip hop album cover artist which i kind of liked oh <laughs> like, i need to see examples yes so i'm excited we can sit down and um go through uh artists and i've cultivated Teresa has also helped me cultivate a bunch of images for coming out of a cloaca awesome thanks Teresa. yes shout out Teresa. i wish big ups big ups sar sar so that means you better get your measurements, take the tape measure from shoulder to shoulder, and figure out your perfect t-shirt size, because we will be coming at you with some merchandise. Merchandise. Uh, full metal corgi and uh, magic get a, get a shirt. Tarsta. Lupin grillé magique. Um, Magic Toaster says, imaginary numbers are great. Ryan Ashley says, butts. Full Metal Corgi says, you want me to see who the weebs use for commissions? You were talking, yes, I do. We were talking about like a 90s sort of style. Yeah, I wore my uh, Ren and Stimpy shirt to bed last night, so I didn't wear it to the jam today. But just like the grotesque yes. 
sort of um, what's his animation name? style? The dude who drew that. The dude who drew Ren and Stimpy. Wasn't we could... he terrible though? Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, he was a predator. It turns out he was always trying to fuck thirteen-year-old girls. It's disgusting. Shocking. And Shocking. I'm torn about my T-shirt because I have happy memories of watching the cartoon with my my Nafasha, but um, same thing with Michael Jackson though. Yeah. Michael Jackson 100% raped kids. Like, seeing just the layout of his house and not knowing that he used to bring boys on tour with him that were not related. God. And everybody fucking turned their... Oh, yeah, no, that that was just like a little white boy he met in Phoenix that he's bringing with to every show and every hotel. (laughs) There's footage of it. It's just like... But he was Jesus Christ, so he was allowed to do whatever he wanted. To quote Dave Chappelle, he made Thriller, man. I know. So you have to hold both. You're like, wow, that's sickening and disgusting. I really hope that never happens again. That doesn't mean he wasn't a musical genius. Yeah, it's interesting. Like It gets us into a discussion about the art and the artist and whether yeah. you can separate the art from the artist and appreciate it on different levels. And Well, and I think... Like, cancel culture, too, can be so... It's, like, so important to bring everything to light. And it's so important for people like the uh, co-creator of Rick and Morty just got absolutely dropped by, like, a million... He was doing a million projects. Drop, 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 drop. And What was his sin? Well, Adult Swim was saying, like, um, his recent uh, domestic battery charge, this is the reason we're dropping him turns out and then i'm like no there's got to be something else sure enough on reddit he was on a podcast saying that you should be able to marry 13 year olds or something or like talking about his attraction to younger women and it's like yeah the person who comes up with crazy insane cartoons turns out to be a little crazy and insane mm-hmm. doesn't mean i don't appreciate rick and morty for what it was uh-huh. but it's like hey like uh newsflash America is full of dark secrets. Yeah, no it is shit. full of dark fucking secrets. Yeah, to what extent do we, like, protect and uphold people who should really be social pariahs who live on the fringes of society because of their disgusting uh, desires and beliefs and practices? Like, isn't... I don't know. There's the whole Pizzagate thing. I think if we could restabilize to reckoning... Am I using that word right? Like, we want to recognize. Is that right? A re- yeah, a reckoning is where you come to terms. It's a lot of what the black community wants. They're like, we just want you to say that it fucking happened. Yeah, no shit. It's okay if you do this, but, you know, like... Acknowledge. It just acknowledge it. But, you know, and then people can't hear recognition so then they flip they become flippant and then i always just think that that's like the larva stage of social huh it's like ah no cancel get my i don't want it la 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 i can't hear you nobody like that should ever speak and then huh. other people go well okay that's a slippery slope we can't just yeah not agree with everybody and and free speech is such an important part of this whole american experiment we've got going on it's like you come here because there's freedom to say whatever you want. Which means having to put up with... I remember walking... Crazy bullshit. ...in Charleston. And I we wanted to move to Charleston next because it was like beach town and, you know, it was cool. But uh, holy shit, segregation is still just like... 
the repercussions of segregation are still like alive mm-hmm. in Charleston because I was like walking down the street. There's like a pro um, black like pictures of of people maimed and hanging from trees and very, very in your face, radical you can't wipe this from history and it's a guy with a microphone and he's talking and then on the other side of the street there was a white guy saying that they're both just screaming into the oblivion and what was the white guy preaching pro white so white supremacy but nobody was paying either of them really attention i stopped by the um the black panther it wasn't it was definitely far more aggressive than black panther but it was still really racially supercharged and i was like looking at all the photos and stuff and i was like damn this is crazy i don't know if i want to mingle in this or watch Hmm. you know all the southern bells walk on this side of the street still and i was like damn i don't like this i mean we've talked about it before how it's almost like voluntary segregation is still we were talking about that with the hebs the heb next to me is 98% 98% black people, but then if you go, what, a mile and a half over, then it's a diverse H-E-B. It's not just strictly white. It's like everybody yeah, excited yeah, yeah. to shop there. But I'm like, oh, this is just, it's not conscious. People aren't going out of their way to go there. It's just where they've been going, mm-hmm. which just happens to be, you know. Their gerrymandered districts. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Good golly. Good golly, Miss Molly. <laughs> what have we talked about so far? <laughs> we did a little bit of pie. We did um, illustrations we were talking about. And then we got led into cancel culture. <laughs> a little bit of segregation and yeah, post-bellum you know, society. In my, always... in my book this morning, my beverage book, yes. History of the World Through Six Drinks, just started talking about rum. Is it the daiquiri? Or is we it's... haven't talked about that yet, but they talked about the first sort of ad hoc cocktail as being grog. Oh, yes, grog. So um, people were getting paid in rum, you know? So like sailors... Dude, you could pay me in rum. The sailors, um, they would get their allotted rum supply, but they would, uh, on the ships, they would water it down because... They needed people to like stay alive, so it's like such okay. a navy strength too. Yeah, like, everything you, was... you need to have your rum and your water together. But they would mix it to make it more palatable with uh, sugar and lime. And the do the captain, Captain Vernon, who recommended this um, this approach to like giving drinks to sailors, he wore a cloak that was made of grog grogram which is like a fiber mm-hmm. that's like stabilized with gum to make it waterproof or something. And he was called Old Grogger, Grogram. So his drink was called Grog. And it Whoa. was like, it's interesting to think of, because um, like French sailors and Spanish sailors were still drinking wine. And when they moved towards like um, distilled wine, like brandy the stronger wines because they would sit they would keep better on the ships but they got less and less vitamin c as they got further away from wine but the british moved away from beer which didn't have vitamin c 
towards this grog which had lime in it so they got vitamin c Mm. and that sort of propelled the british navy towards its like most successful pinnacle because they were you know healthier because they were drinking grog instead of beer and then the french and spanish were getting scurvy more often because they were drinking just plain old eau de vie or like brandy which had no vitamin c in it hell yeah but it's also uh inextricably tangled up with slavery because the production of sugarcane is such a labor-intensive process um and they would trade rum for slaves on west african coast and then you know enslaved people would grow the sugarcane and they'd get paid in rum it was like rum was just the byproduct of making sugar Mm -hmm. so it was incredibly profitable Mm -hmm. so it was an industry that they never wanted to slow down it was just something that they kept on um ramping up and ramping up and so the result is what we have today everyone's addicted to alcohol and sugar and we have the remnants of our slave society where you know vast inequality is still really present and it's it's just so crazy to look at this moment in time in the 17th century when if somebody had decided like oh slavery is outlawed in the bible but they had this ridiculous thing where they said oh people from africa are descendants of ham they're children of ham therefore they're not fully human so they could never be christian and therefore we can enslave them so So, everyone turned a blind eye so a big hernia like popped out from greed and desire and And somebody just like (laughs) hid it under a cloak you know it's disgusting the way that we can talk ourselves into doing something incredibly base i always Ramdas in the most recent episode was talking about how suffering is why we're here and we can sit he and he was talking about people spiritual people who want to end suffering and how they have an attachment to ending suffering and how the the next level is realizing that you need to pursue ending suffering to how your life is unfolding and who's in front of you and Mm. and what service you're drawn to but never ever think that it will stop right so which is cool because i think humans in their natural state are always striving towards a goal and the goal will be done and i will get there and then everything will be better and then you and i like i i'm a big utopian fucking addict because (laughs) i'm a big utopian addict because i just like i'm a positive future Futurist. I remember I had a famous futurist, big author, come into Water Trade where I was bartending, and we sat and talked forever. And I was like, "Man, I'm kind of a futurist because I want to sit. It's like sci-fi, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to sit and come up with all these ridiculous systems that um, you hope supersede our what we think is possible and what isn't possible. Shit." Where was I going with that? You were having a discussion oh, about positive futurism. Right. And it's it's like, I know that suffering will never end. I know in my heart that that's why we're here, is to learn. And you learn through suffering. And um, I think part of suffering is residual from being three-dimensional creature. Like, if there is matter, there is violence. 
there's if there is matter there is blood you know absolutely (laughs) because it's like okay time the way that we experience it with our five sensorial organs and our 3d bodies made of this stuff that's always decomposing or like recycling how can we not suffer like everything's constantly changing and if you're the way that you see the world is by like recognition or like you use your memories to guide your future decision making um there's always going to be new shit that punches you in the face or like something unexpected that happened or like your fragile body could get hit by a train or any any number of things you know you know what intrusive thought i have especially i drove to san antonio (laughs) put a pin in the x we'll talk about that later but um getting into a car crash with my children in the car oh my god and i remember watching you know some piece of shit probably late 90s true crime where or even lucas lucas had a patient they couldn't find the third kid after the accident the mom said that there were three and they're like we can't find the third one because it just was launched so far from the car and it's like this is life life if we want to go fast we want to go vroom vroom in a car surrounded by glass and metal this is the risk that we take you know it's like (laughs) yeah but can you imagine like my brain can go right to that moment Mm-hmm. Of like, what if she's ugh, screaming? What if she's still conscious? What if I'm still conscious? What if no? And it's like people go through that. Yeah, it's <laughs> terrifying. It's but it's like, what do you give up by always fearing that possibility? You know, everything. Right. You don't. I I know a few people in my life who stopped leaving their house. It's like I've known more than one agoraphobic person. Mm-hmm. Um, but even that's not a guarantee to end suffering because no. your suffering just comes in different flavors there's a lot of different ways to suffer and I feel like we are so afraid to have our hearts broken and your heart as a as a female like my heart can break when I see X when I see Y when I see Z over and over and over again and I think so many people are running from the truth because it's going to hurt you know, or they're not grieving properly from certain losses or certain loneliness. Everybody's like, no, everything's up up here. You know, I'm going to keep looking at my phone. <laughs> keep scrolling. Just keep, keep scrolling. scrolling. Uh, no, no, no. I'm not like that. I don't. Like my dad would always like pride himself in how he didn't have feelings. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, That's no. so sad. <laughs> not okay feelings are the best and the worst yeah they're great (laughs) (laughs) and they're terrible and they're the worst thing ever at the same time um i wanted to bring up something sorry if you had a concluding thought go on i keep um seeing this one color on vehicles Mm. and i don't know if it's significant but it's like this reddish orange color and I just wanted to call it out because I've seen it like four times now. And every time I see it, I'm like... Like a burnt orange huh. or something? Or? Not like a UT burnt orange more red. color. It's more like this color with a little bit more orange. I don't know why. I like that it's standing out to you. Yeah, it's popping out. Um, I had recently had a dream about Megan's guides. <laughs> 
And they were sweaty and they were so upset that Megan never listened to them. And they were like really intense and they were like pressed up against a plexiglass. Like behind a visitation screen? It's something similar. Like there was like a something between us and them. And uh, I woke up and I told you, I was like, Megan, can you listen? I don't know. I don't know. But just. They're I've screaming been trying at me. to listen. <laughs> They're too aggro for me. They're all fucking alcoholics and shit. Well, that's that's why you need to listen to them because they're like, you need to get past. Like, it's so funny with your guides. It's always this fucking weird fractally inside out puzzle where it's like you're avoiding it because of this. And that's where your lesson is. Hmm. You, you know, it's like getting past the inability to hear them from where they're at it's like part of the it's crazy because i want to be in control of my own destiny but if they're saying like x is going to happen i'm like fuck you no it's not but then that's me oedipusing and like creating my destiny sort of by running from it Hmm. Yeah, it's funny that you are demanding to create your own destiny versus like seeing what's good for you and what isn't or, you know, it's like, well, yeah, it's because I want to exercise control over my life, not just be handed. This is your this is what you have and this is what your outcome will be, you know, this is what you have and this is what you're handed. Because, like, if I only have to do what's best for me, then I don't get to choose. Yeah, that sounds so backwards to me. (laughs) Like, that's like, wait, what? (laughs) What's good for you? Okay, no, keep talking. Because, uh, like, it sounds so backwards to me that I'm having a hard time (laughs) understanding exactly where your control mechanism is. Like, if I want something. If you want something, okay. But it's, like, not good for me in some way. Like, it doesn't drive with everything else that I have going on. Then I can't have it, even though I want it. This feels like residual DNA shit. This feels like your dad's lineage or your mom's lineage because like we all have legacy burdens so Uh something that your family's dna needs to fucking unlock Mm -hmm. get over and i always feel like back in the day when wizards and shit and we were all cursing each other more and there was more (laughs) witches like we found out for example my nephew had to have emergency surgery after he was born something was wrong with his pyloric valve and i was reading about this this ailment and it said it only affects the firstborn son of people of Swedish descent. And I was like, oh bitch, that's a curse. <laughs> because it's like, that's a fucking curse. Like that, like you're gonna tell me it only happens to the firstborn son. It's that's wild some to Egyptian think about, shit. <laughs> it's wild to think about like genetics and like probability as like a curse. Well your genetic genetics curse are so full of so much fucking information we can barely wrap our heads around what's in there so it's like why wouldn't it be some adaptive traumatic event where you know that's wild (laughs) can i drink your water yeah babe whoa you fucking chugged your water i'm thirsty she's thirsty um 
So that to me sounds like it because to me when you're like, I don't want the thing that's good. I want what I want. It sounds self-destructive. You're like, okay, well, why don't you want the thing that that's a tendency that I have acknowledged (laughs) before many times. Really? Yeah, because I don't know. Like, why would I want something that's bad for me? Because I want to tear it all down. I want to see it burn. Yeah, or you don't feel like you're worthy of it, or you don't deserve it. Right. Or... The worthiness thing is an arena I've just <laughs> entered. It's big and looming. But, like, I want to believe that I'm worthy of good things. But I think, like, oh, you know, somebody who wants to take care of me and, like, it like texts me and is concerned about how I am or you know is wondering how I'm doing how would I react to somebody who's behaving Mm. like that I'd be like ew get away no it's too much like I have this such strong tendency to just like um not be ignored and then pine after somebody but like (coughs) (coughs) that that sounds also kind of a little bit like classic high school the girl wants the dude that's an asshole yeah like why do I have that why is I having that? I've always, I feel like we've talked about this before, but it was a long time ago where it's like the, the, I want the guy who's ignoring me because that means he's got like other shit going on. And if he's got other shit going on and that's more important than me, then I want in on what's happening Hmm. because there's not a, uh, which is, I don't know why. I feel like that happens when you're like 13, right? You're like, do you want the guy who just like, it's like, okay, you know, too busy for you or oh, something? so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, and why is it intertwined with somebody's coolness? I don't know. And it's always fake. Like, the coolness that you perceive, it's like, oh, you're like not really that cool. This dude's dick <laughs> is so crooked from how much he jerks off. <laughs> And he'll never care about. <laughs> yeah, it's no, it's um, it's all very confusing and <laughs> chaotic, and um, it sounds. It, it's funny. It's like part of that seems really natural when you're younger, right? Like you want the the guy that is too cool for you. Mm. And then part of it feels like self-destructive. I'm not worthy mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. of this. And then the other part of it is like, didn't your dad exhibit stuff like that? Like was always doing what's worse for him because he wanted the thing. And nothing yeah. was going to stand. So I feel like you have a strong want mechanism. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sort of like hedonistic. But like the level of... I don't know. My dad was so pleasure-seeking, and it was like an escape from his mm. tumultuous insides, I'm sure. Right. Because he would never learn to like face his demons or anything of the sort. He was just always on the run. Um, so, yeah, I guess that sort of behavior is... That's why you don't know what you want. Is because your wants are driven by... You know, something something else that's... Some, like, monster some, inside of me. <laughs> some habitual pleasure-seeking... Well, yeah, I don't know. It's, like, what I want... I got it, man. Look at this shit. 
it's right here like why what am i trying striving to achieve more than this that scared me but i realized the buzzing that Lucas <laughs> has not left for work yet i was like the dog shaving is itself <laughs> davis comes out with a clean chest <laughs> I'm like dude why'd you shave your chest he's like he's got a bouquet of flowers he's got he's got like he's like i'm ready to ask <laughs> davis you've been hiding that uh washboard ab of yours this long <laughs> i don't know man i i feel pretty good today i was feeling really sad this weekend and these past few days but i feel like i uh my existential gyroscope sort of mm. is balancing is gyrating out. um but it, it reminds me of this concept that i heard once called a happiness treadmill like the level of happiness and contentment that you usually enjoy is where you'll return despite you know the ups and downs that come with the nature of our existence right like you'll usually return to that sort of baseline happiness that you usually enjoy and i i'm just usually pretty happy and content but i don't think it's because i'm not striving for something or like i don't have ambitions i think you're full of ambitions yeah i get cool ideas dropped on me sometimes and like i want to see those through but completing those sort of projects is not how i find happiness right that's expression which is different yeah. than your it, it quest feels for good happiness. to flex that sort of creative muscle and identify something that I want to accomplish and then do it. Like that is like a growth thing. It's like a level up thing. It feels good, mm-hmm. but I don't need it. It's not like I wouldn't be miserable without it. I would still be me. Mm-hmm be happy Mm -hmm. be fine you know why did we circle the expression or like the creativity stuff why is that linked in with what we were talking about i don't know maybe i drifted (laughs) maybe i drifted towards it because i'm trying to convince myself that this like um this period of no rubbish because it like It tears me up because I had like this huge summer of productivity where I was part of the art, though. It's part of the Ah! art. I talked about it with Elizabeth. I don't want to do it, but you have to like that's every painter, sculptor, writer. You don't write a book and then you're fucking done. Some people are, but but they feel every book is a struggle Uh or periods of latency are traumatic and they're hard. And it's it's all part of it. Mm-hmm. it's never like I feel the same way like some days I don't want to fucking do this but I know that it's like the thing that keeps me going are the people who are like man I love XYZ or that you said yeah. this or you somebody recently commented because I was talking about how riding motorcycles was the first thing to alleviate my anxiety 
And I was on every medication under the fucking sun. I was on lorazepam. I was taking a shit ton of that all the time. I was just an anxious wreck. Turns out your early 20s suck. I mean, it just turns out that you don't know what you're doing ever and it's a hard time. And it could, he had wanted a bike for 20 years. And according to him, it was because I said that, that he got one. Wow. Or, you know, or it's like how many people are cooking or thinking about food differently because you're expressing yourself. Yeah, and, and I love getting those messages where but, people are like, I cooked with my daughter tonight. We had like this weird piece of cabbage, but we turned it into something delicious. But if you're working through some shit, work through your shit. You know, it's yeah. like I always know rubbish will be with you on your deathbed. It's like yeah, I just, sure. I, because, because it's who you, it's a big part of who you are. Mm. Um, but if right now it's not the fucking time. You're so good at being a friend. Oh, why? Because you are you are you struggling a lot with the notion of just like no, you're just taking a break um, or what? You're really observant. Yeah. You have a vision, but you also are really supportive. Yeah, like even if um, you think like you that I might be better off doing X, you're still like. Yeah, Megan, you can do why. Like, that's fine. <laughs> Choose why. You got to do you and make your own decision. I think it's important to express this because of my talks with my therapist. And she's like, I think you just come up. You're very blunt or authoritative. And Truth bazooka. Truth bazooka. And she's <laughs> like, you don't mean to be. You don't care about power. And I was like, no. No. I have no expectations ever of anything. Well, you, you must have them, but you don't um, put them on a pedestal or you don't, like, they're not important. They're not important. But you got to anticipate events, right? No. I am, I am in the process of unraveling my attachments to all outcomes. Rearing children, birth, creativity. I have no attachments to any outcomes. I'm getting to the point of where I just want to to be. I want to help and I want to put up boundaries. And I want to say, so whether anything, it's like always comes back to do your best. And it might, the whole world might collapse. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. It just does. There's like such a, a heavy impermanence to everything. That's like, why would I be attached to any outcome? It's our nature, right? Yeah, and that's why I like... It's hard to fight Tibetan, our nature. Tibetan monks, I'm like, here I come. I just want to sit deep meat on a mountain and just... Uh, yeah, it's all fine. <laughs> the breeze blows. The breeze blows like yesterday. That's a good segue into getting sucked into a fucking whirlpool and just oh, laughing. Oh, yeah. Just laughing. Um. I can I have no expectations to outcomes. I'm not going to be let down. It doesn't matter. This is all hilarious, but I definitely felt like I needed a Mr. Burns cuz the existentialism <laughs> the bigger picture scope can really fucking it can be really hard to operate in reality. It's just you're so I was so upset at the principle of financial rape at SeaWorld yesterday. Yeah, tell the people where you went, why you went, how it was, what you did. 
I my I texted my neighbor Walinda and I was like, hey, are we going to the trampoline park tomorrow? She's like, no, we're going to SeaWorld. I was like, in San Antonio? It's like an hour and a half away. I was like, well, I've got, I mean, we're up at seven. I just need to be back for the podcast with Jake by 630. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, dude, there's plenty of time. Mind you, I'd just driven to Colleen and forth the day before, (laughs) back and forth the day before, which is an hour away. But I'm down to clown. I want to be by her side. And so I drove all the way to San Antonio. I left at 930. She didn't leave until like almost 11. (laughs) And then she's like calling me. I keep closing the kiosk. So the first order of business is the kiosk really fucking pissed me off. It's $90 to go there. 90 American dollars. 90 American dollars for one day pass. I just paid 35 to fucking park. The parking in, thing. In poor people parking land. The Oh man, the parking thing is such bullshit. Now I'm already really, really fucking mad at the principle of how much this costs. And, and then I'm also mad... That there's 150 people behind me getting their wallets out. And it's, and it's, and I keep crashing the kiosk and I'm like, man. That means like you're trying to pay, but it's canceling my transaction. And I'm going, ah, fuck. If I lived closer, I'd turn around. Yeah. Cause this is a sign. Yeah. But Ruby is like, she's into it. Oh, she wants to see the whales and she's like, I wanna see Elmo and the things you do for your spa. And you're like, I'm gonna I'm gonna persevere. Push what are we through. supposed to do? Turn around? No. Like um Well Linda calls me because I'm like, I've been doing this for 30 minutes, it won't let me get she's like, no, 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 buy a ticket online. I was like, okay, so I buy a pass online, uh-huh. which is $120. So it's really just a scam to try to get you to buy a pass. Because the kiosk now, keeps shutting down. Like, spoiler alert. I don't have a hundred and twenty fucking dollars right now to like blow on opulent, uh, captive sea animal viewing. Like I just <laughs> not in the fucking budget right now. Um, then I download the pass and there's no barcode. You need the barcode to get in. Will you go wait in another line at the ticket booth? And the person goes. Looks at me and he's like, I've never seen this before. What do you mean you don't have a barcode? He like looks up all my shit. He's like, no. Oh my God. This transaction never happened. No. Do you want to buy another one? I'm like, fuck no. Because it's showing up on my Amex thing. Like, I'm not fucking, no. He's like, okay, well, let's send you to guest services. That's another line. Poor Ruby at this point. It's over an hour. She doesn't understand the bureaucracy. I talked to a manager. She's like, I'm going to have to... I've never seen this before. I got to go in the back end and look and see what's going on. And I'm like, just... Either my ancestors think this shit is so fucking funny or like... Or it's just they the biggest... They hate SeaWorld. <laughs> or they hate SeaWorld. <laughs> um, then she's like, okay, I don't see anything on the back end. And she's like, I can't access the transaction at all. She's like, what do you want to do? I was like, what do I want to do? Let me into this shitty ass park. What do you mean? What do I want to do? What do I want to do? Do you, Is this where you assume that I want to spend almost $300 getting fucking in? If you can't cancel the transaction? And I was like, can I go in the park? And she's like, oh, you just want to, you want to go in right now? 
you're, I'm trying to get through your fucking layered gated access. I'm like, do I want to? <laughs> no, no. Now I'm now I'm at the point where I don't want to be here. And like, if there's anything I've learned about trickster energy, mm. it's just to laugh. She gives me a free pass. I'm like, I'm gonna cancel my fucking credit card. Say it was stolen. The end. I'm not even dealing with that anymore. Yeah. We're in. There's like two thousand people in there, and it's it's eleven a.m. Like they opened at ten thirty. On a Monday. On a Monday. Spring break, though. Found out it was probably the worst day to go. Oh. I'm panicking because I don't know where to go. I don't know how to navigate this shit. Everything is packed. Ruby, I brought the stroller. She doesn't want to be in it. I'm already so mad at the fucking principle of how expensive everything is. Like, that sets me off. Like, I'm just done. Like, I can't. I want to protest the pricing. Yeah, because your money is equivalent to your time. And your money is so valuable because you've got so many things to take care of with it. Well, and I'm going, is this a fucking poor people trap? You're just trying to bleed everybody of every fucking dime? And it's it's under no cost calculator. They're just seeing how far they can fucking push the fucking boundary at when people stop paying. That's their, That's how they're operating. Yeah, yeah. It blew my mind when you said there were different tiers of parking. This is a parking lot. And the proximity, <laughs> the closer you are to... Davis is like, what is all this shit? <laughs> <laughs> he just went up and sniffed the camera. He's like, huh. <laughs> Why are you guys doing this? Um, it, it blew my mind that you paid 35 to park really far away. Really far away. 50 to do whatever. 47 and then 67. 67 to park next to the entrance. Dave, and it's, I feel, I get the same amount of hemorrhoidal rage (laughs) at an airport where they've got, there's 18 groups that are boarding before you. There's Platinum Plus, there's Platinum Star Screamer Plus, there's uh, um, Platinum Dicky Balls Plus. Yeah, there's Gold Wong. And you're just like, Oh, I'm not worthy. Thank you I so much for letting me on your the plane. credit cards of like I didn't fight the credit card. I'm not like a credit card military vet. That's <laughs> what it feels like. It's like, <laughs> and I just feel like I I remember the last time they were going over every fucking platinum, all the rare earth metals, right? <laughs> Every fucking periodic element. I was like, is this where I... Like, Lucas always thinks... He's like, wouldn't you just relax? I'm like, do I fucking pull down my pants and spread my cheeks? You just want to fuck me right here? I've got, like, Ruby and, like, Minnie Mouse headphones and a fucking lollipop. I'm like, fuck me right here! <laughs> because, because, like, get this, Southwest will assign you a seat. You need to... Uh, play a game on your app <laughs> to, to get in the group that's closest to the beginning and then they still won't fucking assign you a seat but you can pay extra she's you on a tirade fucking, i just am so upset that it's just breathe like, baby breathe okay with this we're all okay and pam was sitting here she's going well you know for the <laughs> for the extra forty dollars you can pay to have early bird tap Tap a tap a tap. And I'm just like, it's my money, and I want it now. <laughs> I just hate the monetization of every 
fucking crack. It's like, that's where we're at in our society. And I hate it. I hate it because 10 years ago, maybe there was just silver and platinum. (laughs) I paid $15 for fucking french fries yesterday. I'm floored by this. It is regular french fries. For french fries. (laughs) I felt like I was in prison. Right? I am trapped. That's what it is. And I'm hungry. They can charge you whatever they want once they get you in there. Because you're not going to... You probably can't leave and come back in. Do you know how far away my fucking car is? Mm. (laughs) So far. It's probably like two and a half miles from where I'm standing. (laughs) And I thought we could eat lunch here at the fucking Sesame Street. (laughs) They had... I didn't go in there. Because they had banners outside. Of what they're selling. So it's like grilled cheese, chicken fingers, and some other pulled pork. You know, they ran out of the animal that they made it with. (laughs) Like sandwich. It was $29. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan wants to know if Ruby had any fun. Uh, she was pining for all the things that we couldn't do, but we went to the Elmo show, and she really liked that. Elmo is God. everybody's salve. <laughs> yeah. You get a little bit of Elmo in your heart, and you can find peace. I was wondering if kids like them because they're scared of them. Like, they're terrifying. These were fucking puppets designed in the 70s. They're scary looking. They're like gentle monsters. Sure. They're like, oh, you're a monster, but you're nice. And you're funny and your voice is high pitched. Maybe there's something to that. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a little bit of, if you put the right amount of fear in there, then you can get. <laughs> yeah, like Big Bird. He could probably stomp you out in the dust. Could you imagine being met him pecked in the... in the head by fucking Big Bird? You would be, your skull would crack. Just one peck. Your brains would, would spill out onto the concrete. <laughs> I don't want to fuck with Big Bird, especially if he's rolling with Elmo and Oscar. Taking the high road. I will only go back if you come with me and we can sneak in our own fryer. Isn't there like a promo code that you can use? I mean, there's got to be. Or a Groupon or or some sort of discount day or just just something. Because it seems it just adds insult injury that it's so expensive to pay for all of these animals to be in captivity. Yeah, and that's another part of it too. I remember like going to the zoo with my cousin high because we thought it'd be funny but it's like none of the animals were facing the glass they're sick of it because it, they're on the 36th generation of fucking chupacabra or whatever and they're just like facing i remember none of the animals were facing the wall and i thought the anteater was dead oh so it like what? flies around it and it wasn't fucking moving or doing anything and i was like and a lot of us were like hey I don't know if he's alive. And they're like, yeah, he's mine. And they're like, oh. Let me get my poking stick. Get up. <clears throat> that and it's so funny. Like, I'm in the whirlpool pool of chaos. We go sit at this show, this, like, you know, aquatic show. But the hosts are just screaming the whole time. It's like, they're screaming like, words. Ah! <laughs> and then they're, like, dumping water on their heads. And I'm like, okay, so there's no story I guess because a bunch of kids are watching. Yeah, it doesn't have to be like a cogent um, narrative. It's just 
Look at me! Ah! Well, and it was funny because the scientist with like you know the exaggerated big eyes and the big lab coat was like, "Yeah, they're going extinct." <laughs> it sounds absolutely maniacal. I would love to go there on acid. I would Dude. love to just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> It's wild to think like how distracted all of the other adults who were there in attendance. What are they thinking about? Because they can't possibly be thinking about how they're getting money raped, right? I could tell. I thought for sure it would be like, you know, Wally, you know, the Pixar movie where everybody's um, obese and sitting in a chair that fucking drives them around and oh, they all yeah. have screens to their faces and they're just like happily eating everything. There was a sense of like, uh, with a lot of parents like, uh, I don't know how to get out of here. Where's your dad? I don't know. You, there was a lot of... Desperation. Yeah, or stress. Yeah. Um, there was this woman. You always see the parent or something. And this kid is like clearly distraught. And his baseline is probably pretty rickety. Mm. And the mom's like, if you can't put the top on, I'm going to shatter it whoa it just uh made my <laughs> just broke my computer <laughs> and he starts like like everybody starts looking because this kid is screaming like he's in pain uh-huh, you know uh-huh. well, makes everybody kind of look and she's just like making it worse and you're just like god is it is your 20 dollar coca-cola in a endangered whale cap thing like worth making your kid thinking that he's never safe is Murphy ever safe? Look at him. Look at those chops. Is he slobbering? What's going on? I don't know. Maybe he's thirsty. He got dry mouth. <laughs> he's licking his nose. Good <laughs> golly. Uh, so I was thinking about this because I babysit Ruby sometimes and she recently has ramped up her um, like wanting to go pee. And oh, yeah. so um, like... For example, we were together probably for an hour and a half, two hours last night, but she went pee six times. And so the lines at the bathroom and and like having this like very public venue where your kid's like, I have to go pee, but you know she doesn't have to go pee, but you like have to take her to go pee because everybody's watching you. Like I often wonder how many parents are making decisions based on like being viewed by other people 100 percent. because twice yesterday i said no you don't and we're not going to the bathroom and i could tell that that was gonna perk the ears yeah everybody's like oh my god that woman won't let her kid go to the bathroom it's like no she doesn't have to go she just wants to go like it's so it's gotta be so hard I just want to look at them and be like, call the cops. <laughs> call the fucking cops. <laughs> call them. I'm right here. Here's my fucking number. What do you need, honey? You will you scratch my you chest? Uh, let's shave your chest, bro. Look at that. <laughs> dog city. Scratching the dog. Gotta give the dog scratches. That's how they feel good. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Have you ever heard of Bush Gardens? Yes. Have you ever been? Mm-mm. 
I would love to take you guys there because it's an amusement park, but it's like very well integrated into the natural oh, cool. environment. And there's like big trees that shade you as you like inevitably have to stand in a few lines, but there's like different um regions. Like you can go to like the little german region and like go on like german rides and eat german food aren't there isn't there more than one bush gardens i don't know i think i only know of one because is it in florida no it's in virginia oh there's one in florida it's in williamsburg williamsburg and tampa well i want to i want to peep this I will take you there when Let's we go, go to Virginia because inevitably you'll take me to your motherland of Minnesota and we, I'll take you to my motherland of Virginia. It is my dream that the podcast goes on the road. We got to take it on the road. And we inevitably cook. Uh-huh. Rubbish on the road. Rubbish on the road. Mop pot on the road. Take it on the road, baby. Take it on the road. But I like... um. I like bush gardens. My friends Gabe and Ellen have, they used to have, before they had Holly, they had like season passes. It looks pretty ad- adult, like like grown up rides. I don't know if there's like a little kid section or. Oh yeah, we might have to wait for Ruby to grow up a little bit. I don't I don't remember anything oh, specifically it, tailored England, for. England, Ireland, Scotland, Little Italy. tiny bits. But I like that there's like the European microcosm representation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was thinking more about my own pleasure rather than Ruby's engagement and enjoyment. Sorry. No, that's, that's my okay. selfishness it's hard, not it's being a parent. It's hard to think of ages until you're in it, you know, and right. then you go to a place and you're like, I thought this would be a good idea and it's not. And then when you go to a place that caters to it, you're like, this is heaven. This is amazing. This is heaven. <laughs> Speaking of that, we still need to go to Jack Allen's kitchen. I want to. Uh, I rode past it the other day, and I was like, "Jack, <laughs> dude, Jack, let's get let's I'm get that, let's get that shit on the books because okay. uh, we need to go on a date to Jack Allen's kitchen." That's what I want. I want to eat Jack Allen's food. <sighs> um. All right, babe. You got any closing closing bits? Uh, <sighs> I feel. I feel like I need to have a fucking therapy session about SeaWorld. Like, I want to know <laughs> all about the SeaWorld CEO and how much he makes. We should make protest shirts against SeaWorld. Two million dollars a year. Two million. What are my closing thoughts? Fuck you, SeaWorld. Fuck you. We had 120 downloads last week. Let's go. If we can double that, we can we can start making commercials. <laughs> We've got a cool idea for something to film um, called Baptism, which I'm really excited about. Yes. It's just like a little, a little, not a skit, because there's not really much dialogue, but I think it would be really fun to create, and we got to put that on the calendar. And then I'm really excited to cook with Ruby. Like, I was like, oh, we can make sushi one time and we can make ravioli another time. Making sushi is fun. She is going to, but it's also like lots of hand movements, a lot mm-hmm. of dexterity. So mm-hmm. she is going to have a blush. But the way she was eating that sushi at Water Trade, like, this is going to be a game changer. Just like making her own little sushi bites. We're going to do rolls. 
Yeah. Yeah. She's oh, gonna yeah. she's gonna fucking lose it. Oh yeah. And also she likes to pick all the fish out and eat it. And then eat everything separately. So it'll be fun to see what she does. Or oh, because when she was at Water Trade, she was eating the cucumber rolls. Oh, that's right. She was just in every, you know they're always changing. Everything's mm-hmm. always different. She inhaled them. She went nuts. Um, with her little, we have to get pipettes for the soy sauce. Yes. Like... What's for lunch today, Ryan? Ashley asks. I was going to ask if you wanted to grab lunch. Ooh. Oh, Murphy just farted. <laughs> He's like, did someone I can't say, think about what I want to eat? Did someone say lunch? <laughs> um, I would love to eat. Ryan, I'll tell you, there's two lunch spots. I'm like, I like snack lunches, but last week we went to Uruko, mm. which is sushi hand rolls, and they're really fucking good. Very fucking good. Which which eel one did you get? Dude, they the had unagi. unagi cream cheese. Yeah, unagi cream cheese. And um, when I went to Kura, which is like the revolving Re- sushi bar. Revolving sushi. So we've got one of those in, in Austin where you sit in a booth and then there's a conveyor belt of food that goes by your head, which my dad was like full Homer Simpson mode. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> food will come shooting at your face if you order it on the yeah, iPad. Yeah, there's like two belts. One that's just constantly food rotations but then you can order and they'll like shoot it out to you um but they have they have a roll there that is unagi miso cream cheese and i've just been so into like the eel the creamy eel bits is it fishy no no i don't think it's fishy because it usually has that brown sauce on it which is like japanese barbecue okay um but I don't know. It has a unique texture. It's not as firm fleshed as like tuna or salmon. It's like kind of jiggly and that turns a lot of people off. But the I think the flavor is delicious. I love unagi don. We could go to Kome. We could go to Kome. There's also uh, saten, which is Japanese comfort food, which is also like... I the, used to hit up saten so much. The perfect lunch vibe. It's like chill in there. You get like the whole Japanese experience. You can get rice or toast or um, I always get katsu, like chicken katsu. It's just like... That sounds really good. Fucking saten is where it's at. It's so yummy. Let's what are that. you having for lunch today, Ryan Ashley? And then Magic Toaster says, don't forget to plug the Discord. I am bad at the oh, yeah. promotion. I think, too, what people don't know what Discord is. It is a chat room for people, and you can chat about... It's essentially like a gigantic group text all the time. Yes, where you don't have to be... Um sort of assaulted by notifications constantly you don't have to be you can jump in whenever you can respond to shit whenever and i think that's how like i notice a lot of women i know don't know what discord is or really have any interest mm-hmm. and it's like how do we get them to come on board and yeah chat? how do we integrate fully integrate this world i learned about discord through office hours right but of course that community is dominated by men um dudes as well and i don't know if that's a result of like comedy being more of a a thing that dudes look at on the internet and things like that i think dudes just go to the internet more for everything i don't think a lot of women are sitting and spending their time why why is that 
That is an excellent question. I don't know. Like, because if I think about all my ex-coworkers and girlfriends, the dudes are on the internet, tech-savvy, interested, involved, and their girlfriends are like, huh? No. I'm going out tonight. See you later. Interesting. We need to delve into this uh, relationship between yeah, the internet and the... Oh, I just remembered something that Minaru was asking in the Discord. What did he ask? Can you speak French? Oui. Est-ce que tu peux parler en français avec moi? Uh, okay. Oui. Because I, I didn't know that you took French. Did seventh you tell grade, me that? eighth grade, ninth grade, tenth grade. What the piss? Because I don't like, you know, je m'appelle, je voudrais, you know. It's what was like, your, what was your French name in French class, or did you go by uh, Whitney? Oh, I don't remember. Je m'appelle Françoise because I wanted to be called Frankie, yeah. so I chose Françoise. Um, I took R Russian kindergarten through sixth grade. Whoa! Yeah, him ablaka. That's what does that mean? I eat apples. <laughs> like I, it's, it, we were, and we were writing Russian. You know. Oh, the cool letters. That's wild. That shit wouldn't fly these days. Ryan Ashley is having a BLT for lunch. I forgot to finish my Discord block. That's how bad I am at Dude, this. Dude, that sounds delish. If you want to chat with us live, last time we had seven people. Today we had two. Thank you guys for joining us. Kiss, I kiss. think it's cool that two people want to join in regardless. Absolutely. It, it is a hard time of day. But um, people got jobs and shit. Chat with us. Join the Discord by friggin... How do you join it? <laughs> oh, you signed up for my Patreon. I'm like, wait. Uh, I can send you a link. Uh, Links down below. Oh, it's like, I hate doing that shit. I got to find a funnier way to do it. What do you mean? Self-promotion. Oh. I got I to gotta, like connect the dots in my brain to not feel Self-promotion like is the hardest thing about making stuff. Yeah. Because you got to convince people that it's worth <laughs> watching or worth taking a look at. It's like, hey, well, I know your time is like really <laughs> valuable and stuff, but like I spent time making this weird thing and I want you to look at it and like validate me. I could, uh, it's just like sharing experience. Well, Jake came to me and he's like, Whitney, I cannot do this. Like I cannot ask people for money. And I'm like, Jake, you just got fired and people want to support your art. Like people want to support you. And, and it was like, but I can't give myself that same thing. And everybody on the Discord is so supportive. And I'm like, I know, I know, I know. This is just a new thing. It's just a new thing to do. And it's a new way to exist. And it's difficult. We're failing it out. Do you like BLTs? Yes. I fucking love BLTs. Wow. Dude, BLTs with mozzarella. Whoa. Is that yes. like a caprese sort of jammer? Yeah, but like minus, I never enjoy how basil is presented in a caprese. Like, make it so I can eat it. Oh, yeah, because you're always like, like leaves of. <laughs> yeah. And basil's delicious. So it's like, put the fucking pesto on there. I don't know. Thank you, Magic, for being my hype guy. I need a hype guy. Thank you, Maji. Um, I gotta piss like a racehorse. All right, she's gotta piss. We've gotta eat. Later, we'll we'll you know. Poop. Oh God! <laughs> Dude, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. Or he knows, and he just loves being a dickhead. 
dude he body slammed ruby was ruby was like snuggling me hard this morning and i'm just like have her pressed against my head and murphy comes and just like body slams in between us kicks ruby out and he's like hey babe (laughs) hey i'm your baby and i'm like i I got what you need i know but you stink i know he does Uh, bye bye